Right, this is going to be another episode of the Best Damn League Show with me and Dom. And of course, let's just get straight into it. Like, I actually feel like the place we have to start on this episode is, I didn't watch the ERLs. This was actually one of the few times in the last maybe three or four years I didn't watch EU Masters at all. And I have to say, I actually missed out because of all the times I've watched Dom and I watched the people in the finals and they're hyping on the broadcast, like, this is your next LEC toplet. It's like, they're not. Like, he's going SK Gaming or like the old Schalke, they're getting kicked after six months. XL, these are all the teams that would take those players, give them one try and then go actually he's not actually caps so throw him away and then th but you know what's sad i actually missed the no guy he actually is the truth Tom. he actually is pretty good like yeah he's insane what, what, what's uh, like for you, really good unfortunately for you if you watched eu masters you probably would not have had that impression because he was on a team that didn't win a game in eu masters they were just like right. they got shit on maybe they won one game at the end but they were eliminated without winning a game essentially they looked like they couldn't compete like the, i mean it's just it is what it is when you have eu masters right now you have lfl you have lvp you have um the german league and you have turkey and if you're not in one of those four erls you're probably not going far in the tournament um and yeah i mean it was just tough for him like like he's he was on a team that wasn't that good but if you saw him in solo queue and you watched his stream you knew he, you knew he was good um nice. instantly i actually got put onto him really early because uh treats plays a lot of solo queue and i was doing a lot of co-streams with treats and treats just told me like in january treats was like this is one of the best ad carries i've ever played with in my entire life and i'm like wait this random like erl guy i'm like and this was i think before he got rank one and then he just got rank one in like nice. two weeks i started watching his stream now he's fucking good like that guy is is really really solid which is part of the reason why i had fanatic in, in the top four i mean I, I just thought that this guy would be good enough even if Trimby was still having a bad year, this guy would be good enough to elevate the team to at least top four. By the way, normally, you know, plebs, their comments, who cares? It's for the birds, Dom. It's not for you and me. Every now and then, the internet will crowdsource something funny, though, which is I did see a yep. comment that did really make me laugh about treats, which is obviously he's over applying his trade, stealing them checks again in the LCS, right? And spoiler, <laughs> I told people this in the past, I've even heard he even got mega paid when he was on SK. He was like the one guy they were really paying. And it was the others that were like the smaller names or whatever. That's why he stayed there a while, I've heard. But all I'll say is this, someone just made a comment where if you saw how dodgy some of those Immortals games were. Someone just put yeah. a comment where they put, like, I wish I could actually hear Treats on the core stream talking about Treats playing in the game now. Because they were just putting all the quotables. You know, it's so disgusting. Like, because if you don't know, guys, Treats also does that, like, super elitist sort of, like, worldview of sort of, like, it's a disgrace. What are they doing? Like, he doesn't... And the joke is you could just use that soundboard so many of those... Because if people don't know, he plays the tactical again. He's back. He's like a moth to the flame of fucking NHX. I think the sad part about that is that tactical literally now looks like the best part he's of the world actually he's not bad as he ever sad. ever since yeah. treats became the support tactical is now the best player on the team and Kenvi just i don't know this guy just can't play the game like I, I, when i watch immortals it's one of the hardest things to watch as a jungler I, i've never seen this before you like brief immortals topic I, I talked about it on power spike when was the last time you saw a jungler go six games without making one play like there was a, like not one positive play, not one invade, not one good early dragon, not one good team fight engage, not one skirmish, like literally not one good play in six games. This guy, this guy is trash. Back to the topic though, Fnatic are the truth. Like I said, like there's the thing, Dom, I had them as being good, but obviously I had certain other teams being really good too, who've been a bit dodgy. As it stands right now, 
they actually are. They should be a contender. They actually look really legit. Like it's like I said on the last episode too. To me, the canary in the coal mine is always going to be Razok. He looks like he's having a fucking great time. He's actually like finally able to play the game properly. It's not just the odd one out of four games where he's not in the fucking nightmare simulator. Like it's actually pretty good. In general, like what's not to like about the team? Yeah, maybe top side's not super strong. That's about it. Uh, the rest of the team looks really good. Humanoid's not maybe his absolute peak, but he's having good games here and there. Yeah, no, I mean, top, I think that they're just—I just think that they're top two. It's Fnatic G two, and I mean, look, maybe that's what we need in in LEC to to drive some hype. Is we need a Fnatic G two finals again, where Fnatic actually looks uh, really insane. I mean, if you were to go right now and you were going to talk about MVP candidates, I think Noah is probably the MVP of the league so far. Like this yeah, guy why is. Not? This guy is just immortal. He doesn't make any mistakes. Like, that's the thing that's so nice. He's playing aggressive, but it's not like he's playing aggressive and there's, like, five mistakes for, like, every, like, six good plays. It's it's no mistakes and, and only good plays out of Noah. So, yeah, this guy, this guy is really insane. He's completely transformed the team. And you can tell the mentality of the players is so much different from playing with an AD carry that they truly believe in to carry the game no matter what. Like, people don't have that stress that they had before where, you know, you'd see in, in interviews, Razor would talk about, oh, I'm going to make a play here because I know if we don't make a play here, we're going to lose the game. So I'll, I'll make a play and I'd rather just, you know, go out swinging and make a bunch of plays that don't make sense than just sit there and do nothing and lose. That was his whole mentality. Now it doesn't feel like he's pressured to do that. He can make the plays that he wants to play because he has the insurance policy bot lane. He knows that his his AD carry is going to be a fucking menace late game, so he can just play the game he wants the way he wants to play it. If you saw the interview he did, I think it was after the Mad Lions game. I know, I think it was on the weekend. The interview where Razork did, where they do that thing I loved on, which is that players just don't have the best memory and they don't think of like past contexts. So if you know, right, Razork is actually just a really honest guy. It seems like he just answers. He doesn't have too much PR training. And so his answer, if you go and listen, Dom, is all really positive. It's about what you're talking about. It's the idea that like now, you know, they can rely on the bottom side of the map and they can make players as a result. But the joke is, if you actually listen to it all, like low key, if you think about it, fans, he essentially just flamed the fuck out that whole reckless bot lane, didn't he? Like, you don't think it all through because it has to contrast with whatever was the situation before. Like, why would he bring all that up now if everything was great before? Like, essentially, as far as I can tell, like, the joke here is this is the worst time ever for you reckless stands because not only did he roll swap out of his fucking main role and no one knows if you'll ever see him back again, but Fnatic just looks way better without him. Like, it wasn't even like he was at his absolute worst at the end, but look how irrelevant it is now. Like, this guy is someone where, if you didn't know the backstory, everyone would be crying. Like, why are they picking up this random guy who's a nobody? It's like, because he's a fucking top prospect. Look, take the nameplates off. Look how good this guy is. So, to me, it's rejuvenated the whole league because, obviously, we're going to talk about some of the other big names. Some of the other big names look sus as fuck. Think about where everyone's top four was before this split began. It's only G2. That's it. They're the only one that's made it so far. The Man. rest all look... <laughs> Even their fucking touch and go, mate. They have some games where it's like, ah, I don't know about this. Like, I, I think yeah. they'll drop they'll drop a bunch more sus ones before the end of the split, mate. Just wait and see. I think everyone except G2. I mean, Fnatic, I'll give them that status. It's Fnatic and G2 on with you, mate. Because the others right now, fucking hell. I think there's actually a lot more parity in the league than the results suggest. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's there's Fnatic and G2, and then there's there's everyone else, essentially, right now. But I think that, like, Mad Lions, I, I had them being top four. I still think they'll be a top four team. I just don't believe in, like, the majority of the league. Like, who is good right now in LEC? I don't even know who the fourth best team is in LEC, because I, no. I don't believe it's Heretics. Like, Heretics is technically top four. No way. 
there's no way watching their games that you actually feel like they are a top four team. I mean, with the loss and so well. many as well. They could have lost a lot of these games. No, I, like here's the sad thing, right? People, we'll just do it right now to trigger the fuck out of everyone. Obviously, nothing has changed about Vitality. I've watched them and gone like, there's that team I wanted to see. But here's the saddest thing of all, Dom. They're never just losing the games from like fucking the beginning to the end. Like they're well, always the in these games. They in these moments, they're always like, it. yeah, there's that one. Aside from that, they're always like in the game or they get kills or it looks okay at the small. But man, they just have no team player whatsoever. It's fucking atrocious. <laughs> I actually yeah, I mean, agree with you. I wish they'd all just play like five individuals at this point in time. Stop trying to make team. Like, they have just ruined Bo's entire style of jungling, mate. What was the point of this? Think of all the clips that people like you and Kedro are watching on stream when everyone's getting hyped about him being in Europe on solo game. Hmm? He doesn't do any of that shit. He just plays like some basic bitch fucking, oh, I'll come back to cover you now. Oh, shit. I've lost all my camps. Brilliant. <laughs> it's, just, it's nothing. This isn't what I was hyped yeah. about. I mean, I mean, yeah, they, they've definitely lost confidence in him as a player. I mean, if, if you're opening the week and the first thing you're doing is is B1-ing Poppy, which is like a counter pick to dash champions. If you're B1-ing that and then the next game you're like R5 Nocturne, then you, then you go, no, 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 actually you're back on tank duty. B, B fucking or R1, R2 uh, Maokai. You just go from these two, like these draft strategies. This is a fucking, this is whiplash in the draft. So. You can tell that the players just don't think he's good. Like, they just don't believe in him as a, as a player. They have him on, you know, the most basic jugglers possible. And it's not like carry jugglers don't exist. Like, if you watch, like, LPL, Kindred is just... Kindred awesome. is more meta now than it was when he was picking it originally. So, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to play Kindred, Kha'Zix, these types of champions. They just think that he's bad at it. So, the coach has decided to, to, to make this happen. But I, I gotta say, man, this is, like, one of the worst uses of talent I've seen. Like, I, I don't know if I've seen a super team that had this much talent look this bad. This is crazy levels of bad considering, um, you know, the players on the roster. And I just wonder like what type of like, what type of coaching is actually like going on here? Because to me, I, I just, I can't imagine that this is the solution. This is the best version of it. Like this is the best coaching you could have done. The players are actually just exposed and they're this bad. But I mean, look, you could tell that Bo, that Bo has given up. You can tell that he is li literally like griefing the games now. Like he just wants to fucking leave. Like he wants to fucking leave. And I haven't seen that in a while out of a player. Like I've seen players like that weren't themselves, but it literally looked like Bo was 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 inting in in the game versus Fnatic. It looked like he was trying to fucking lose, and that's that was really crazy to watch. I'm like, damn, like this guy was also hyped for having like really good mental. That's what people were saying. They're like, look at look at how he interacts with his teammates. He doesn't have ego. That was what people were saying was one of his best qualities. Like that he doesn't have ego, and now you're just seeing him run it down, like run it down. So, I mean, they're just not happy, and I, I just can't see it being fixed. To any reasonable degree like maybe like this is the thing it, maybe it's not doomed for them making top eight just because the whole league is so bad right now if you look at, at the teams actually and you look at the roster the strength of schedule they could still do it they could get to the groups yeah they have they have very very easy strength of schedule like they play against koi bds and xl like that, that's the, and the those are like teams in the league absolutely yeah literally like the, the teams that are looking the worst right now and there's there's four teams that are two and four so only down one game on four four teams and they actually have easier schedule than these teams so it's possible but it's like i don't even want to watch it anymore like when i'm watching like vitality it's like all right just just fucking toss it in it, it reminds me of like the team liquid teams I was on, if we let it snowball and get as bad as possible. Like if there was, there was break points in that run in, in like 2015, where it's like, we were, you know, in like sixth place in the regular season for a little bit. And you could tell within the team, like I could tell within the team, it could go one of two ways. Either we bounce back or it's going to go like, it's going to be the most embarrassing thing of all time. We're going to be literally one of the worst teams in the league. It looks like vitality has actually 
done that they 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 were at that that middle level where it's like hmm, are we gonna like come back at all or are we going to let it all collapse and it's just all collapsed because the problem i have is like you say especially if you look at the strength of schedule and like i like i say they're not getting like actually battered in these games they're just being absolute shit when they actually have to make some moves themselves or understand how they do some fucking macro play so to me the real the real nightmare if you're a vitality fan is this you actually probably should hope that they just bomb here that somehow they don't win any more games and then they are forced to just break the team fundamentally apart and at this point in time when you look at their roster there's still a bunch of good players but at this point you, you pick like two and you move on for next year you know what i mean like it's like what happened with Fnatic last year you never should have taken that team apart one part at a time it needed to just be ripped in half and you pick the half you think's better you stick with that and you rebuild because to me the real problem is i expect them to actually just win one or two more games creep into the fucking groups then well then there's two worlds either they get it slightly together but probably not enough to win the league or it's just going to be more of this going to be more suffering it's going to be a whole I mean, best they, could, they could be a bad team and still end up top four that's the thing that, yeah. that, that i think you have to say about LEC because no one looks, it's like we said it at, at the beginning, no one looks good. Who looks good outside of Fnatic and G2? What other team do you have confidence in? Maybe Mad Lions, right? So let's say Mad Lions is another team that, that like, okay, they have enough pieces, they've played well enough that they're top three. Who is the fourth best team? Because the next two teams to choose from in the standings are Heretics and XL. And I don't believe in either of those teams. Like if oh, you no. saw what XL did this week, they just band-aided everything. They're like Azir every game and a tank jungler. And that is like the, the core of their whole strategy. They just went Azir every game where other people were not viewing Azir as OP. By the way, Azir is just going to be OP in LEC because LEC players can't flank. So they're just going to be playing front to back with Azir. This is just a broken champion for LEC. XL caught on to it first and they were able to band-aid the fact that Peach was just not able to like play mechanical junglers. He wasn't able to play Wukong. I mean, he just didn't look good. He's just a bad Peach, jungler, mate. He's just a bad jungler. He, he, he's just not a good player. He's a fundamentally bad player. Yeah. <laughs> They just put him on Maokai and Poppy, which is just easy to, to affect the game if there's not a lot that needs to be done. There's different types of Maokai and Poppy games, right? There's Maokai and Poppy when you're playing it with Jace, and it's like, okay, like we need to, you know, actually do something. We have to have some good setups. We need to poke. And then there's just Maokai thrown into an Azir comp where it's just like, press your R and, and try to fucking tank some damage. And that's your, your only job in the fight. So XL, XL and Heretics, I don't know. I, I don't know who the fourth best team is right now. That being said, like, there. I don't know, man. I, it's to the point where I think the, the fourth seed from LCS might end up winning that, that best of. Because if, if people don't know how the format works, LEC and, and LCS get three teams each. And then the fourth team from each region plays the best of five against each other. And I think right now, the fourth seed, I think the top of, of LEC is better. But I think the fourth seed right now from LCS is better than the fourth seed of LEC. Problem is, if I actually had to pick, assuming we're taking G2 Fnatic, then probably Mad Lions as the top three. The fourth right now, even though they don't have a very good record, probably be BDS, mate. If I had to pick someone, I'd probably take them. And they're not they're not looking fucking good right now at all. By the way, on that XL one, that here's where people don't get it, right? If you're thinking like, oh, but XL's finally gone on a run after all those problems, that's a terrible sign because this isn't even a fucking good lineup. Like, look at it. It's a fundamentally just whack as fuck LEC lineup. It's so cynically put together where a guy for real does look like he was like i used to be in shalke anyone out there on the fucking wireless any shalkeers out there want to come and help on the team like mate he's just recruiting his old shitter boys from the old fucking teams that were good three years ago it's just average as fuck is xl and spoiler everyone else in the entire lec must just be cast to troy i guess tom because they're like peach i could eat a peach for hours like straight fire reference anyone knows that shout out to fucking face off from whatever it was 1997 i believe it was john woo classic 
The best damn league show is, of course, brought to you by eSportsBet, where as well as their classic first-time deposit bonus, 50% on up to 100 USDT, they are also running a match of the week promotion where we've selected Evil Geniuses versus Cloud9 over in the LCS, the two top-ranked teams. That's right, Evil Genius is actually back near the top of the table again. And for this one, you can get a 10% bonus on the first bet on the match up to 100 USDT or the equivalent value in another cryptocurrency or DJT. So check that out if you want to get a little bit extra out of your bets, in this case, for the LCS marquee matchup. Speaking of, let's do the BDS topic bit. Because look, one, yes, there's an asterisk, which is apparently Adam was ill and he couldn't play this week and they had to bring in the sub aggressive who, who played the Renekton, etc. But mate, this team in general, we called this right at the beginning, but it might be even worse. Dude, this team doesn't even look it's going to contend this split. Like, the pieces are all the same in theory when Adam comes back, but it's just such a fundamentally weaker team. Like, you would really, I know patches have changed and stuff, but you would think they were, it was like a totally different lineup from the one last split, the one where they could only lose in the finals and because of all those close games. Like, this this team right now looks so uninspired, mate. They just look like, if it wasn't, if the rest of the table was bad, they would actually just be middle of the table. They would never make any more than that. But the fact that the league is so bad, I still feel like they'll just sneak in and be fourth or something, mate. But what a fucking underwhelming split to me. Like, to me, BDS, you just had your window, mate. It, it's been and gone. You've had it. Yeah. No, I mean, I I, I don't believe in, in that team anymore. I had them fifth um, going into the season. Maybe they could make fourth, but... I'm not seeing anything that shows me that they're necessarily better than, you know, Heretics and, and XL right now. Like when I'm when I'm watching the games that they're playing, it's really tough to watch. I, it feels like a lot of the things that made them strong before they're just not good at. Um, like Shao, for example, was a, a really good pathing juggler. He was really smart about how to get leads, and he would play champions that were essentially, um, they they essentially didn't have major weaknesses. And if he was able to get a lead, like he would just be able to to push it throughout the game. He would build tank, and he could be frontline. And he would just make the right place at the right time, set up for Drakes and front and just allow, you know, create good situations for Crowdy to carry and good situations for Nuck to carry. Shale does not look like even a top five jungler anymore, which is something that's crazy. I mean, people are saying he's fringe MVP candidate. He could be one of the best junglers in the league. Maybe he's the best jungler in, in LEC in spring. I don't know, man. At this point, I just feel like he's performing like one of the worst. And he somehow lost like vision in team fights. When I'm watching him play, he doesn't understand where his carries are and when they can hit and when they can't hit. So a lot of times he's just like running in. It's like it's kind of like watching uh, like ERL players where they just they start the fight and they just fight until they're dead. It's like, bro, you could like back off here. There's like a there's a push and pull like you throw you walk forward. So your any carry can hit a couple times Then your any carry has cooldowns or, or, you know, you miss some spells. Then you walk back. You wait until you have cooldowns back up or like somebody like heals off a of camp or something. Then you walk back in. There's none of that. It's just like we're fighting. I'm in. All right. I'm dead. We fucking lost. It feels really weird. Adam, obviously, he was sick. Um, yeah, he, he was sick uh, in in this last game. Or, like, I guess he was sick this week. I'm not sure if last week he was already sick, but even last week it didn't look good. Um, and in general, it just seems like like they're figured out. I mean, they're another team. Look, this is what I predict to happen. I think that, that LEC next week, teams are going to just watch what XL did and be like, all right, everyone's just first pick Azir. So everyone who's not fanatic at G2 is just going to be first pick Azir because, and maybe Mad Lions. Maybe Mad Lions doesn't need to first pick Azir either because they're, they're qualified, right? Like, all the teams that are essentially qualified they're going to be the teams that are that are going to be a little bit more experimental. But all these really bad teams are just going to be like Azir and a tank. And we're just going to play front to back because that is, at its core, the most successful style for LEC. Tank tops, tank jugglers, 
like long range carries mid 80 carries and change your supports boom that's your team comp yes well the joke is we are back to misfits last year it's back again dom the nightmare meta that the the real secret code to get unlimited shurikens in fucking the version of lec super nintendo entertainment system game is as you say to tank top bruiser slash tank top laner jungler that's a tank a zay mid and then just an enchanter spoiler by the way speaking of which works you know everyone was given all those props to bds staff justifiably last split right let's just i want to take you for a second dom into their draft against heretics right imagine imagine you and me have one task you know those old interviews i did we have one task dom we get to control the draft of bds for this game but if we lose draft the whole world is over it's it's eliminated from space by darth vader with a fucking death star right if there's two things i'm probably not going to do against heretics dom number one probably wouldn't give evie his old fucking cassante and then if i was doing that it, say i fucked up and i gave him the cassante i definitely wouldn't give mercy yumi i definitely wouldn't do both in the same gear dude they're just trying to make these games harder like why are we doing this draft like the rex is already like sus but like middle of the table like why just give them like all the fucking tools i don't get it man this is so silly this draft isn't it yeah i mean i think it's just it's also the fact that they're playing with a top laner that they don't like really play with like they don't know know what this guy does maybe he's playing a lot of redacted and they're like okay redacted Cassante is a pretty popular matchup nowadays um so maybe that was part of why they thought that that would be something that they could they could do oh give him Cassante. we know what he's going to play we'll play somebody that at least has like pressure on it but this game is really on shale to to play the map well and i think shale had probably his worst game of the entire split i mean the redacted actually did look good at a point there was a point where redacted was like four kills it's like all right man like you could actually do something right now like you have that like unkillable frontliner that also does damage at a point in the game and they weren't able to leverage it at all it was like instantly they, they got into a bad fight where like both carries are split off and the renekton is kind of like solo taking four people for no reason and the whole game explodes so i mean the draft is, is not good but i can understand where they're coming from and i think it was it was a winnable game like if they just played a little bit better it was, it was a super winnable game Thing is, though, by the way, I have to say, after you, after the point you made a few weeks ago about all the Nikos in Europe, oh, you're so right, mate. You can just see them on your screen the whole time if you're the opposing team. You're yeah. like, oh, well, at least we don't have to worry about him flagging us. He's right there. Just Because here's the maddest thing, Dom. Why are they playing like they're a wave clear mid lane and just like stood behind the tower? Like, what are you doing? Like, the whole point of that is to do flanks all day long. They never flank anyone, mate. It's so stupid, isn't it? Half the it's time they're on a ward as well when they're attempting the flag. It's so shit. Like, I don't know why they're picking it because every time i watch it the lpl it is like you say it's a fucking nightmare if you're the team fight team like shit, where is he it's honest, but like you don't ever have to worry in lec you can just it's like you go it's like some weird waldo shot like where's what oh, oh there he is oh, oh next to nothing right. no problem oh there he is no, no don't turn the, turn the page and no problem with that one fucking hell it's ridiculous yeah i mean i i'd say that the only thing that lec might have over lpl in terms of nico play is they're really good at doing that emote bullshit bug where the nico extends the helicopter nico yeah. bug so niski was mastering that i mean they don't flank they don't like play the champion no. well team it's just it's just a losing champion when it comes to, to lec i think that it could be played but the priority that they had on it was like the same priority that you have in in other regions where that champion will win you the whole game they're like other regions like okay if they leave Nico up, we be one it. It's like, you realize you're giving over like Zeri, Yumi, and like, you know, the fucking, and Vi and the best struggler of the game as well. You realize that this is what you're doing. If you do it, uh, yeah, fuck it. Like, uh, it's worth it. Nico is that OP. LEC had that same prio for like a, a lower than average mid laner. You could play some Nico if, if it's a good spot, but for the most part, you should be playing 
the champions that are are good in LEC. This is when Larson needs to actually start playing his champions again if he wants Koi to win. Just play Oriana, play Victor, play Azir, just play your shit and, and you know. That. Yeah, just take take your easy wins. It's not gonna be pretty. It's gonna be some long, boring ass games, but hey, I mean at least you'll you'll get some dubs on the board. By the way, obviously, people are going to be hyped about Herex because of how bad the old team was, etc. The problem is, this team's actually about exactly where I thought they would be, Dom. Like, I actually thought they should be able to steal some wins from people. It's better than you expect. There's still massive glaring flaws in the lineup that cannot be overcome. But here's the thing. When you look at it, this is where strength of schedule just fools people, mate. The next week, they basically play games. They're probably going to lose all three. They are going to go zero three, which means they will end, like, four and five, which is about what they should be they'll be about like sixth or sixth seventh team they'll be in the groups and then in the groups maybe they can get another one upset but that's about it like the problem with this team i have is like some of the parts are good but it's got to keep changing like this can't be the final version of the team and it looks like they were well coached but that could only take you so far like you have to also the players have to be able to win the games like i think this team there's no way they survive mate they, they just look too sus they can win these b01s but i think group players gonna absolutely wreck this team yeah, I mean, they 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 essentially got almost the dream schedule early on. I mean, if your first two games are SK Astralis, it's like so, it's so nice for your mentality, too, because you like ease your way into into LEC. You get maybe a win on the board and you're like, OK, we can actually do this as opposed to, you know, the teams that had to play G2 Fnatic. They're just getting fucking blasted at the beginning of the season. They just feel like everything's doomed from the get go. I, I definitely think that helped, but it's very simple what the team needs to do. They just need a top laner that's competent. They just need to kick Evie from the team. I don't understand why this guy is still on the team. Like, he doesn't do any... Like, even when they win games, it's in spite of him trying to lose the games. It's it's like Peach. It, it looks the same way, where it's like, okay, this guy is doing his best to... You might win, but he's doing his best to lose. There has to be a top 10 top later in Europe. Like, th the fact they didn't go all out on getting somebody like Wonder, or maybe like somebody like Alfari, you, you should have done something yeah, to get... Sure some type of stability top. They don't need to be one of the best top players in the league. They just need to be able to not in games that are already winnable because the bot and the, the bot and mid and jungle, like the bot side of the map, they get their, their games in winnable spots. Yep. So it's not like they ever need to rely on top lane to do something extra. They just need their top laner to not int. And that's already too much in most cases. I don't know. This, this team, if this is the fourth best team in Europe, then Europe is fucked. Like it's just plain and simple. So this is what it is. If this is the fourth best team in Europe, the region is fucked. Luckily, I don't. I, I'm, I'm not as far gone on that one. I don't believe they are, Dom. Like I said, I think it's just these bigger ones have let them look and strength of schedules just let them look better than they are. But they'll they'll fall. It's all good. They'll fall. Right. What about I, this then? I hope. So you referenced them earlier, mate. What I told if people wonder, remember, I, I really enjoy Larson's game. Why would I be so out on Koi? Because. This is a team that has not only been brutalized by the fucking GMing. By the way, great job giving away Trimby, you fucking idiots. Like, you know you're probably never going to have a player that good at support ever again on this team. Like, that's over for you. So you've already fucked that up. But then the other thing is, this team is now less than the sum of their parts. Like, on paper, it should still be a couple of good players that could still do something. And like you were saying earlier, Dom, they even tried to do, like, global meta shit. The one thing I always appreciated about Koi when they were rogue is they stuck to their guns. They just picked whatever they wanted, like you're saying. If it was the classic mid lane meta of mages, then that's all Larson's going to be on. Maybe he chucks in the odd LeBlanc game or a silence game just here or there to keep you guessing in draft. But aside from that, he's going to his cause. He's going to the Azir. He's going to Oriana. These are just the champions he's always going to be the best on. Now they not only try, like, weird-ass drafts and they just keep trying to... They keep trying to 
should invert their team and be some kind of top lane team, which I don't get at all because fucking Shiganda never makes out of lane, mate. He's never able to do anything. What a waste of a time this team is. Like, I think this team is, it's not even bad in terms of players. It's just a shit setup, mate. Like, why would this team ever be top four? Why would this team ever make a run and have a chance to go to Worlds? They should be able to. Think about where they started the year, but I, I, I'm so out on this squad, mate. They don't even really have an identity to me. That's the saddest part. Yeah, they've got to be one of the worst teams to watch in, in LEC, just to, from like an enjoyment perspective when you're watching yep. the games, like even when Vitality loses, like it's kind of fun. It's like, oh, the yeah. super team's failing, it's like exciting. holy shit, like, yeah. like are they actually going to be this bad? When when Koi plays, it, you're dreading it. Like uh, as somebody who live views the games, like, oh, fuck, Koi is playing. It's going to be like a 35 minute, like slow bleed. They're going to do nothing, lose. And, you know, it's just going to be tough to watch. I don't know. The, the team... They're missing. They're missing something for sure. There's something just completely off with the way that they, um, like communicate with each other. It just feels like everyone is just doing their own thing. It's like it's like they're playing no comms permanently. Um, and yeah, Malrong, he's just not the same player that he was last year. And I feel like the whole reason when you say, what could the angle be for this team to make top four? Yeah, I mean if they actually just believe in Malrong and they think he is the best jungler in LEC then that would have been the angle, right? Like then you could have these types of players and he'll just connect everything and he'll just make the game super easy for everyone. But it doesn't feel like he's seeing the game well. It doesn't feel like he's putting his teammates in positions to like win the game easily or anything like that. And they just, they're essentially just a worse version. I mean, it's, it's what we said before. They're just a worse version of old Koi. They're just a worse version of Rogue. By the way, you know that uh, I just it looked is. it up. Larson's contract ends at the end of this year. Mate, if I'm him, I'm just going somewhere else. Like, what's the point in staying at this point? You know what I mean? Like, they'd have to completely rehaul the squad if I'm going to stay at this point in time. This is the worst time ever to have your best player be up for free agency at the end of the year. I feel like that's a really interesting topic because the thing, like, the question is, where would he go? Based on the fact that it doesn't seem like other players, like, really big up Larson. Like, what are you no, talking about? When you talk to players, they're they're like, oh yeah, he's like the mage guy. He's good at what he does, but he's not like he's not the attractive mid laner that everyone wants. He doesn't have that, you know, that aura. Like for example, when Humanoid won his titles, everyone wanted Humanoid. They're like this guy is like, oh. the, he, I mean, he's just better than Caps. He's the yep. he's the next Caps. I just wonder if he'd be if he'd get a really good spot because I mean, if Fnatic gets their things together, would they actually trade Humanoid for for Larson? Like would they would they make that situation if they're winning? That's a question. G two has Caps. If Caps wants to play a G2, I feel like he's just going to play a G2 for the rest of his life. Um, and then you look at the other teams, Mad Lions with Niski. I feel like with the way Mad Lions players want to play, Niski's probably a better fit than Larson. And then you start looking at the other teams. It's like, are any of those teams upgrades to potentially him staying on Koi and them just building a slightly better team around him? Like maybe the place would be like BDS, for example. Like I feel like he would actually, Larson would fit well into BDS and, and maybe that could be a thing. But I, I just don't know if BDS has... Um, that level of like esteem in in the region where people are going to be oh people are going to think oh yeah this is actually going to be a good team in the future or if they're going to be a one and done they had one good split but no one actually thinks they're going to be good yeah, on the humanoid point, as far as I know, because his contract doesn't end until the end of next year, and I've heard it's fucking enormous because of how all the Mad Lion shit went down. The problem is, that's the, what I was told behind the scenes as to why they could never move Razork and or humanoid. It's like, it's just too much money. It's not worth it. It's no point benching them because once you have to pay, you must well ride it out, basically. So, unfortunately, unless somehow Koi wanted to just do a straight swap, I don't really see how that would happen. Because I'm with you. Like, on paper, I think that would be a great move if you could bring Larson into Fnatic. Like, it's a quality squad. They've dealt with Swedish players in the past they have a history there and all that jazz like i think it could work but 
Yeah, I mean, why would they, like you say, unfortunately, this is where business gets in the way of like fantasy teams and how you want to put them together on paper. Now, another of the classic bonuses they offer at eSports Bet is, of course, their first-time risk-free bets. If you've never made a crypto bet on the website, you can go make one up to 100 USDT. Then, if you lose the bet, go to the Discord, discord.gg slash eSportsBet. Message the mod mill. Tell them you did the risk-free first-time bet. They will credit your account up to the original stake, which could be up to 100 USDT. So very good to take if you want to do a big underdog bet. Maybe you want to do one of these ones over in LCK, the nice juicy ones over there, right? But what about this then? I'll tell you a team that I think we're the only people seem to have nailed in the entire fucking region, Dom. It's actually crazy to me. Dude, how did no one else see this collapse of SK? That makes me think that people are just losing track even of the narratives of the splits. Like, guys, they weren't even that good in spring. They looked so so already. They were losing games all over the place. Like, I'm amazed at everyone being so shocked because to me, they've actually been as underwhelming as I expected, mate. Like, I just watched this team and I'm like, what strengths do they really have left? Like, part of their problem, for example, is even when Marcoon was being touted as like MVP candidate, he was never like the 1v9 jungler, though. It's like the rest of the team had to play well for him to look like that player. So to me, this team's really falling apart. Like, I keep looking where the bright spots. Like, I'm trying to find an angle to still care about them. But they're actually sort of a little bit in the Koi territory for me, man. I just don't really give a fuck about this squad. Like, I watch them play and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Who cares on this one? Who gives a fuck? Yeah, they're, they're not a super compelling team. The main thing that's fallen apart for them is the bot lane. Their bot lane was just originally a top-tier bot lane in Europe when they were doing well when they got uh, top four in, in playoffs in winter. That was because their bot lane was legitimately like one of the best bot lanes in, in Europe. They understood all of the bot lane combos. They were able to play Lucianami. They were able to play the Zerayumi. They had everything that they could go in between. And now they're just an average part uh, of the team. I mean, a lot of times they're even going to be like a negative part of the team. And, you know, the rest of the team is set up for a bot lane to be a superstar. If you have a relevant on your team, you're essentially getting a weak side top laner. I know he plays Jax. I know he played a good Jax game in the, in the final game of the week. But most of the time, he's going to be best at going even or slightly ahead, playing something that's going to be useful later on. And then the meta is, is just not good for Surtis. Surtis, like Annie, Nico, these are not his champions. He Surtis just needs an Akali meta, really. That's how I assume. He needs an Akali meta, uh, you know, a Silas meta. Maybe he could pop off there, um, which is something that they're going back to. It felt like now at, at this point, they just realized we just need to play our best champions. Jax, Akali, even if they're not the most meta, play our best champions and maybe we can win a game. There's, they, they're lacking firepower, and I think the, the player that I'm most disappointed in is definitely Marcoon. I thought he was going to be top tier. You know, I've, I've always thought that this guy was, was really talented, and it feels like he's just, like, falling off. He's just playing at an average level. Um, nothing special going on w with him, and yeah, he just needs to be better if the team is actually going to do something. I am with you on the earlier topic, though. If you have to pick from the other squads that aren't Fnatic and G2, the obvious one is Mad Lions. Like, there's still quality in the roster. When they get it together, they still can look pretty good in the games. They have better coordination than a lot of the sides out there. The problem I have is, like, I'm trying not to project too far forwards, but I've already told you, like, there's just so many players I don't believe in internationally if they have to play anyone good. Like, this is the team that will just look like a clown. But I guess we're in LEC. In LEC, they should be good. Like, I expect them to get through the group stage easily enough. They should make it up in the playoffs. Who knows? There's a world that no one knows how this new Fnatic lineup will play once we get to best of fives. There's a world they can make a file again. They can make another run. Like, since there was no vitality resurgence like I hoped for, if you look at the rest of the squads, no one else is really... BDS has just been way worse. Mad Lions, they should clear, actually. They should get. They should be top three, top four. It should be, it should be pretty easy from this point for me. They look pretty solid.
Yeah, I mean, if you just look at the teams they're going to be playing in best of threes, you've got a team like Koi, Astralis, XL. Like, these are going to be the teams they need to beat out. Like, her like even Heretics. Sure, like Fnatic at G2, I think they're just going to be like the, the teams that qualify to the winner's bracket. They'll just be top three based off, off the group stage. But when you look at the other teams in, in the league, I mean, Bad Lions is just better than all of them. I mean, it's very easy for them, especially in a best of series, to draft against the other teams that they'll be playing against. Like XL, you just ban Azir. You look at SK, you're like, oh, we'll just ban Akali. Koi, don't give them super big mage comps. You could probably do the same type of thing that you do against XL where you ban the Azir. And you ban control mages, like assuming that Koi actually watches the games and tries to improve and they perceive that that's the best version of themselves, which I don't know how it's not because it's been the best version of Rogue for like three years. I think it's very easy for Mad Lions to play against these teams. And I don't think the Mad Lions are, are that easy to, to ban out. I mean, everyone will say ban Gragas, but they can play outside of Gragas. They're not like one tricking Gragas, and that's the only reason they win games. They, it's just if they if you give them Gragas, Niski is going to play really well within the game. So, bad. I mean, I think they're just uh, a, a top three team. I, I don't think anyone else has shown anything. And yeah, I mean, they're defending champions, right? So they should have uh, some level of confidence in, in best of threes and best of fives because they literally got it done last split. By the way, when you were saying that, actually, about some of the different players, it just made me think of Koi again, mate. Because think about this, right? So I'll name some players, Dom. So you got Oduamne, Hans Sama, Inspired, Trimby. The players who leave this fucking team are better than the players that are currently there. Like, look how bad their lineup is now. The joke is they've made, like, a fucking all-LEC lineup of players that have sold all that, get kicked out the team. Meanwhile, all they've got now is, like, Larson and half of comps, Corpse that's just fucking just <laughs> moving. And then it's like, oh, he's still alive. No, that's just nerve damage. You know, like, you know, basically, comp is that like fucking. You know, when you have, they have those images on the internet yeah. where, because people will believe anything about China, you see those images where it's like a dead squid, and then someone pours that soy sauce on it, and its legs all go like this because all the salt makes like the fucking nerves twitch, and everyone's like, "It's alive! Oh, they're sick! They're eating it alive!" It's like, one, they do sometimes eat them alive, but two, that's just the salt. <laughs> like I say, that's just comp every game. Like you know, it just gets going in one team fight. Like, oh, I still like there's something there. There's movement. Nah, it's just that's just that's just gas escaping. Yeah, no, I mean, it's got to... It's garbage. It, I think they've GM'd their way, like the reverse of every movie, mate. You start with the band of misfits and you gradually get together and you get one better player. And you know, They've gone the opposite way. At the end, there's just Larson like, hello? Hello? Like, this is no one there. There's no one left on the team, mate. What is this? <laughs> yeah, no, a coin's roster, I mean, it, it's got to be one of the most confusing GM jobs. I mean, especially when you hear of the way that things went, where it's like, oh, you know, like... Like, oh, no, this needed to be off the team. And then there was there was the, the, the conversation about, like, okay, the players just didn't want to play with Trimby or Odo. Why would, okay, I don't understand. I can't imagine Marong, Larson, and, and Comp sitting in a room and being like, you know who needs to be off this team? It's fucking Odo and Trimby. This Trimby guy, this guy that came out of nowhere and became, like, the best support in LEC that's got a drastically different champion pool to everyone else. Like, not only can he play the aggressive supports, he can also play the enchanters. Yeah, he's the problem. We want we want to get rid of him for Advian. Why would you ever? Why would you ever want Trimby for Advian? That's like that is the worst trade deal in the history of trade deals. Like this is like this is like Louisiana purchase levels of of like value drop on Trimby. What the fuck, man? Like I don't understand anything that's going on here. But apparently the players just didn't want to play with him. So I don't know if he's just like a if he's really controlling or he wants to be too much of a voice within the game. To be honest, I would just deal with that. If, if, if he's winning you games, if he's somebody who, who's as good as he is, you probably just take that and, and accept that, yeah, he's not going to have 
Uh, maybe he's not like the most tolerable person for their personalities, but he's going to get you wins. And he's definitely better than Advian. Like it, the only way you trade Trimby is if you see somebody else that is a really, really exciting prospect. You're like, okay, you know what? We could get Mickey X or something. We could get fucking Hillisong. That's where you could maybe pull a trigger. But Advian, I mean, Advian, I don't think he's bad. Like maybe he's like bottom tier LEC level. Like he should just be one of these guys that floats around. Like he's on Astralis for a split or Excel for a split. Like maybe he's that level of of support but i don't think he's I, he's not shown me anything that makes me believe he's going to ever be a top tier support in lec you know that old joke where it's like you know a guy goes to the doctor and he goes like doctor it really hurts when i do that with my arm and the doctor's like just stop doing that then that feels <laughs> like how they fucking gm in this team so in this team they're like oh the problem is i know we've just won the lec but stick with me okay because i've heard that in teams like g2 what happens is when you win too much i know we've only just won once but listen we've just won okay so when you win too much you don't want to sort of like cripple your dynasty you've got to change something big to keep it fresh you know get some fresh blood so who's been in the team a long time? Or do I'm there? Just get rid of him. Just get get him out the team. Bring in that Shigenda guy that definitely worked in all those other teams like Vitality and all this. Yeah, bring him in. Bring him in. Yeah, bring him in. Right. Ah, shit, that hasn't worked, has it? Well, oh, fuck. Uh, right, we need to change something else. What's going on? What's the main problem in the team right now, Freddie? Um, oh, at the moment, we're losing a lot of scrims. And the problem when we lose a lot of scrims is Trimby really cares a lot about winning. So he gets upset and visibly frustrated. And then some of the interactions between the teammates are negative because, you know, they're losing and then he's upset. And he goes, right, so kick him out the team and then there'll be no more complaint about the losing, right? But, I mean, I guess that's one way to solve it, in it? Fly, whoever it is I'm talking to. Okay, right, kick him out the team, then whatever. But uh, <laughs> the problem is, what if we bring in someone else and they really care? about winning what if we brought someone in who gets really annoyed at the level just bring in Advien. he's literally the human equivalent of the color beige and he's just dutch that's his only his only two qualities that everyone defines him by is one he's dutch and two he's not marcoon so there you go sit down <laughs> how are you doing Advien? all right i'm dutch and i'm not marcoon Job done. Right, let's play. Then they just fucking lose all the scrims again. At the end, I guess they go, and how do you feel, Shigende? He goes, I got one and a half solo kills. Carry the game? Nah. And then they go, what about you, Advian? How are you doing? I'm not Trimby. And he goes, that's my boy. And then they just fucking turn out like this. They go, you know what? That's a joke. That that's actually would be a more reasonable explanation of whatever they did do when they GM this squad. This squad <laughs> looks like there's an old school reference from the 1980s for you here, Dom. There's an old movie that fucking, what's his name was in? Oh, fuck. I'd have to remember the name of this. Who is the name of this guy? Let me look up quickly the name of his actor. So he was. Richard Pryor, the legendary African-American comedian Richard Pryor, was in a movie in the 80s called Brewster's Millions. And it's a comedy plot, Dom, where the premise goes, this guy finds out he's secretly like some obscure relative of a guy who was like a billionaire. But because he's a nobody, the billionaire guy who's died has done that thing where he's like recorded videos of like what he's going to say to his heir. And what he tells him essentially is, because you're like my heir, but we didn't even know this, and you have no connection to me, I'm not just going to give you my billions. You've got to take like a few million and you've got to spend it all within this amount of time and if you spend it all and you waste it it'll teach you all the lessons about how to like care about money and what not to do and then what I'll do is if you spend it all within this amount of time and it's all gone you get the true billions like the joke is that's what this looks like it looks like they're trying to intentionally tank this team and just piss away <laughs> all the assets give all the good remember guys remember what I just said earlier so inspired he was just offered like one of the best players in the whole LCS the last few years instead of fucking Malrang 
The Malrang thing worked for like a split and a half. Then you've got fucking Oddo, right? Even as shit as XL looks, he nearly always looks like one of the better parts of the team and he could walk in tomorrow and play a fucking NAR for this team and be good on Koi again, surely. Then the whole Trimby one, he immediately looked good from game one on Fnatic. And then, oh yeah, you know Hans Sama? I know he was shitting Team Liquid, but spoiler, he's in the best team in the LEC right now. Like, how, how much bad, how much worse of a job could you do GM in this team? It's like the fucking fly guy has the opposite of the grey spots almanac. He has the one of all the shit that doesn't happen and he changes his team to do that. Like, this is fucking terrible, mate. Like, because the problem, like I'm saying, is they've just lost all the flair for the team. Like, I'm a big Larson fan, but there's nothing to watch in these games. I'm just watching them farm and then the game's over. Like, <laughs> what, am I, what am I watching? <laughs> yeah, no, it, 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 it's tough to watch for sure. It's tough to watch for sure. I think the, the big problem for me is when I hear behind the scenes that it's like the players didn't want to play with the other players, then I don't know like who's actually at fault for this. Because if you don't, because the main thing they say is, oh, we didn't like this guy. Inspired was too much. Like he was just too like negative. Like he just ruined the whole environment. I could see that, you know, like Inspired's definitely an asshole. Like if you, if you talk to him, you just know he's, he's just an asshole, right? Like that's just who he is. He's somebody who is going to, you know, be really blunt. He's going to be really negative if the team is losing. That's just his personality. He's really fucking good. But if you can't get along with him, and then you also can't get along with Odo, you can't get along with Trimby, at what point is it not like the team where it's like, okay, maybe the problem is the way you guys are interacting with other people. If you don't like anyone, like who, like you don't like any of the other good players, like sure, you can have maybe a better environment with some shit players, but wouldn't it be better to actually get some fucking wins at the end of the day? Like you, you have to be able to cope with playing with bad players. As long as you're winning, that should change everything. You know, like that should be enough. I feel like the win should have solved whatever internal team issues they had. Like, they got that win, and then as soon as everyone believes, oh, we actually won, that means we can win, we can win again, like, we know how it feels to win, it's not impossible, it might change the whole dynamic between the team when they run it back, they might all just believe in each other again. Like, winning kind of just cures everything, and so it's so weird to see how winning, like, destroyed this team. Oh, it did. It's actually mental, but as bizarre as it is, that's why certain people aren't cut out to be winners, like, they want to win on their own terms, or make it friendly, it has to be fun, like... To me, that's like, fucking hell, winning's hard enough as it is, mate. Can we just win? We'll worry about all the rest of that shit later. Like, I think we'll just try and win the, win the fucking dubs first. Finally, if you don't have any crypto to put on to esports bet, you can play there for free. You can get DJT, make an account, log in each day. They'll give you 600 DJT. You can use it to play in competitions like the World's Prediction Series competition, make bets and predictions. If you do well enough, you can win more DJT, and indeed that can be converted to USDT, check out esportsbet.io for more information. Right, what about this, Dom? A team that I still can't really get a read on has got to be Astralis. Like, there are still enough pieces there. They can clearly win games. They can mix it up. The thing is, though, I just don't know any reason why, why it can ever get better than this, if you know what I mean. Like, this, I feel like they're too much of a known quantity for me. Like, I don't even dis dislike them. I actually like some of the players. I even think sometimes the games get interesting, but I never believe they're a top team. And I do think it's a bit like the crowdy thing. It is a nightmare for your absolute best player to be the ADC if you can't get the rest of the team going early. Like, that's just, it's just like watching someone do a false start over and over again. Like, you can never properly get going in the game. I think that there's that i think there's also just the fact that it is a nightmare meta for for leader like he's supposed to be your player that can you know really pop off and give you that extra flair that takes you over the top like he could be the player that brings you from being a seventh eighth place team to being like a top four team and the meta is just so shit for him like the fact that even though people suck at andy and nico in, in lec the fact that those champions exist 
that's a nightmare for playing like assassins and melee champions and things like that. Um, and yeah, like now we have a zero coming back and like we're on a durability patch and everyone's fucking building crowd these days. It's just, it is really, really, really tough. It is really, really tough to be, um, leader right now in this current iteration of, of champions. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with, uh, 1313 because it looks like Astralis will probably be able to sneak into. Oh, they should. I mean, look at the strategy. They They're going to get a couple of wins, surely. I hope. I feel like like Astralis Loki could just lose to everyone. They could just lose to everyone and and you know end on two wins. But two wins might might be enough for a tiebreaker. Who knows? Like the teams are pretty bad right now. So and especially the way that leagues work when the top teams are more dominant, it means that the the amount of wins you need to qualify just becomes lower because obviously the top teams are just beating everyone. Maybe they can qualify on two wins. Hopefully 13-13 changes something for this team. But uh yeah, it's it's hard to believe in anyone right now. Like I feel the same about Koi. I feel the same about you know. I would feel the same about Heretics, but they've already qualified. XL, I would feel the same. About, you look at the rosters, win. mate. It makes perfect sense. None of these are just good teams on paper. Every team has like two and a half players that are good, and it's like, will they get the meta that suits them? Will those lanes work? Will the coach draft for you? That's why the next. This is why actually the phases of the LEC are perfectly timed. I couldn't handle if I knew there was four more weeks of Bo ones, Dom. It would just be so garbage. But knowing I go to a Bo three and I get a proper sense of who someone is, how they'll adapt, that is going to perk me up again. That's going to get me going again after next week. I can see that. I have a question for you because I've been oh, talking to a lot of players and a lot of players really dislike the format. They they hate this really? format because, yeah, because they feel like the best of ones, like three bad weeks and you're fucked. You know, like, what do you think about the, the, the format from a player perspective? The problem is, because I come from CSGO and games like Daughters and other favorite of my game where it's an open circuit, that's just sort of like what a tournament's like, though, Dom. You know, sometimes you have the bad start to a tournament and you just bomb out early and that your tournament's done and you have to sit back and watch everyone else play. I don't have a problem with that. Like, to me, I have to say, the, re the, problem, the reason I'm so sus when I hear that from players, Dom, is this. Is how the fuck are you in the team that that loot that is one of the only two out of the ten? Yeah, exactly. That, that's how like, I feel too. Surely you have to be insanely bad to be down there. You know what I mean? Like even this one that you're talking about, there might be like some mad, like as you see on the table, there could be like some mad four-way tie for like second to last place or something bad. But even so, that means everyone had to fuck up quite a lot. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing. In theory, I don't like BO1s, but I, I feel like the fact that you only have to clear being in the top 80% makes it not as big a deal for me. I would get it if it was like this top six make it out and the bottom four don't, yeah, that would be sus because then there might be a team that's actually legit good, but they have like a bad four-way tie or one weird BO1 result, just some fluke. But actually, that's the thing I find bizarre. Normally players, that's almost like a loser's mindset. Normally a player would think more about like, what's the effect on like, like for example, if I'm a top player, what I'm thinking is, yeah, that's a downside. But the second, the third week's over, I'm playing best of threes. I'm even less likely to lose now. Like if I'm G2, I'm fucking loving this format, bro. This is way better than the other format where we fuck around with BO1s for an eight or nine weeks. And then I might every now and then like Fnatic and G2 have be on like seventh or eighth spot. And I have to quickly get my arse in gear on last week. I'd way rather go to be your threes in three weeks, you know? This is where I'm going to win if I'm the top team. Yeah, no, for, I mean, I've heard it from like from players that are winning, players that are losing. I'm just surprised that the sentiment is like that. And uh, the enough. argument that I've heard is that. And, and this is I, I, the old format, basically. Well, no, I mean, I'll just tell you what the, the argument is that I've heard. And I, I think that this is like a cope argument, by the way. This is not something I agree with, which is the reason why I brought it up. The argument is that because the best of ones matter so much and you need to be essentially, I mean, you got to be top eight in the first three weeks, you don't have the ability to really 
try to be like the best version of yourself you have to win now so you have to band-aid a lot quicker and you've got to just like start you know playing your best stuff immediately um and you don't have the ability to you know work on for example nico and annie nico and annie are terrible right now in lec they've won four out of 17 games that they've been played it's like 23 percent win rate it just looks like no one can play it some players feel like they can't the teams can't get used to playing those champions because if they lose like these three weeks, if they lose like two extra, you know, BO1s against bad teams that they shouldn't lose, they're going to be completely out. So that's the argument that, that I'm hearing, which I think is kind of a cope argument because, you know, you should be able to just, even if you're, if you're a good team, you should be able to just play like a couple champions that are not completely familiar and still win. I mean, we saw people do this in, in other formats as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's how it goes. I would just ask them what they want to change to. Because the thing I can't get is surely no one wants to go back to the old system. Well, the old system fucking sucked. Like, if they have a different suggestion for me, like maybe instead of groups, the first phase is just around Robin and BO3. Yeah, yeah. I'd be, I'd be I think that's that. the angle. I think the angle is, the angle is like BO1s suck. And like these BO1s feel like they matter more than the old BO1s. And people just rather play BO3s. No, I get that. It's just like I say to me, because it's only two get eliminated. We basically are sort of got a compromise between those two positions already with how the format is. Like, mm. as it, here's the one thing I haven't heard so far. Have you noticed how not a single person, even on those bad teams that come bottom two in each split, no one's ever complained. Where are all the people like, this is an outrage. We're actually secretly really good, but we just couldn't well, get I mean, through. They can't, no can't they? Ever, well, but, but I don't even get it behind the scenes, dude. No one seems to think that's legit. Like, they all actually, the ones I've talked to, the XLs of the world, they all just fully admit, like, yeah, we were absolute shit this split. Like, we shouldn't have made it through. We were bad. Like, I've never heard anyone complain privately. So I'm shocked that, like, top players might even think that, but whatever. It just shows how wacky players are. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I think that there's just general disdain for for BO1s and like BO1s that matter. So that I mean, I've been on that train for a while, mate. I think BO1 is shit, but whatever. I especially think, by the way, in league, especially is the final point I'll make. I think in league of all games, it makes the least sense because you have the difference between the two sides, and it really does matter. Here's the maddest thing of all about a league, Dom, is when you change patches, you can sometimes actually change the fucking side balance during one of those mega long LEC BO1 round robin yep. splits. So that even though on the first week I'm on the wrong side, then when I play you the second time, I could be on the wrong side as well. Like I could have the advantage yep. draft both times i play you even though the format just looks like it's perfect we just take a turn each to play like that that's why to me even though it didn't work i actually understood back in the day why they tried to argue for bo2 it at least meant you played both sides of the fucking draft like there was a logic to it even though it, i understand it was ultimately unsatisfying to have a tie i get that sort of I, that's why formats are so tricky in my opinion you can't really check every box you've got to yeah. compromise something yeah, and even the the bo the bo ones right now, it's like if you you're playing the all the bo ones on on one patch, right? And if you're only playing nine games, that means that you can't have equal amounts of both sides for for every single team. So there's this, yep. this whole thing that that uh, you know goes through it anyway. But yeah, I mean bo three is definitely I, I'm a huge fan of them. Obviously, my favorite team is OMG, and if OMG was playing bo one, somebody had a stat, they would have been they would be like two and eight or something if they were like if they only played bo ones because they always lose the first game and a lot of times the first game they just get fucking like blasted they get shit on the first game and then they'll just come back and they'll win game two and three they'll make small adjustments they'll make one draft adaptation and everything will go well so yeah i mean i'm I'm a huge fan of, of bo3s in general oh, but yeah mate, so that's to... what's going wrong for vitality if it was bo3s vitality would probably have won like 70 percent of them damn it you know we just need that first game to warm up get the draft set you know we're experimenting a bit you know stop fucking trying to rein us in with your meta dom give us a yeah. chance let us cook baby let us cook 
Maybe that's it. The funniest thing about, about Vitality is like, I, I don't know if you, like you talk to players, right? And behind the scenes, everyone was saying Vitality is fucking good in scrims. Yes. People said there was three yeah. really good teams in scrims. It was G2, Fnatic, and Vitality. And I was like, all right, Vitality, they're doing well in scrims. Let's let's see what they cook. <laughs> this has just been like one of the worst performances I can remember. Like, Bo, man, there's no way Bo is this bad. How could he possibly be this bad? I, I just don't believe it. You know, I don't believe that Bo is actually this bad. I think I could go in there right now and play a better Maokai game than what, whatever the fuck he did versus Fnatic. Like, that was just disgraceful. Like, I mean... Dude, I mean the thing is, obviously, he fucking hates the jokes because of the, the connotation that he was, like, forced to match fix or whatever. But, this, like, I looked on Twitter and the jokes are writing themselves. Oh, <laughs> like, 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 maybe he wasn't, bro. Maybe this is just what he was doing. So, Especially because I'll just man. say, listen, we're assholes. That's what we do. Understand that, Bo. Our job in the West is to be an asshole and say all the mean things that everyone's supposed to just not say, but think in their heads and laugh at. So all I'll say is this, Bo. Technically, if you're going to match fix, you've got to look really awesome early on. You've got to win a lot. You've got to look like it's always worth betting on you, don't you? So then you can throw <laughs> the game. So all I'm Fuck. saying is you made a bed for yourself on that one, haven't you? Like, you just made it look great those first, whatever, fucking first part of the split. Then you, you realised better back off. Can't look unbeatable. So you backed off a bit in the playoffs. That's all good like oh it is it's just sad because i'm with you dom this and the what i don't get i told you is the boar haters they do that thing where they just deny reality like they just say he was trash forever and he was just like fake yeah. and he was oh, that's what, I what i don't get about <laughs> this is that's not how he's playing in these games though if you i agree if he was playing like he did in solo queue and it just wasn't working dom like, it's just fundamentally flawed style it doesn't work he doesn't have the mechanics yeah then i'd be with you he's a fraud this guy just looks like something has happened to him because of these official results and whatever's going on in practice. And he has just, I'm with you. I think he's just, he's just checked out. He's mentally checked out and he's just autopilot in the fucking game. Now it's really sad because I actually would even tell him for real, like even if you int, I don't care. Just go fucking ham like you were there. Do that psychopath style. We'll yeah. play around it, mate. We'll make it work. I, I guarantee we could get a win doing this. Come on. When you look at how he's how he opened up in winter, when he opened up in winter and he was just like he looked like the, the best player by far in the league in the first two weeks. You know, it just looked like he was on a different level. Yes. And you see his gameplay now, you can't tell me that LEC is just so much better now than it was in like the beginning that like this is just him, him being figured out. Something has happened in, for sure in terms of his mentality. It's it can't be physical. It's not the way that he plays the game. It's not like he just is, you know, outclassed or the other junglers are just better or something like that. His mentality is fucking shot. Like he's just completely out of it. And I think it's just a waste of a talent. You know, I, I don't think that that e even if he doesn't play in another top tier region again, like maybe he he has this bad run in LEC and then no other LEC team wants him. And he obviously like can't play in China because of the match fixing. And then, you know, no one in Korea wants him because they don't think he he's strong. And he has to play in like Brazil or some shit. Even if this happens, like I feel like it's such a waste of, of, of a career, you know, because this guy really did have something special and it just i don't know it just it just isn't working and i don't know if he just doesn't have the mentality to like push through i don't know exactly what the problem is but it's clear that he had talent it's clear that he had insane talent he wasn't one of those like rank one players who got it by you know doing just he, he got it by cheesing or something like people would always say oh Karay, like he's rank one but all he does is play like elise and kindred and cheese people it wasn't like that like this guy was just playing everything he could play other roles like his talent was off the charts and now when you look at it, it is just, yeah, it is just, it's just not that, man. It's really sad.
Right, what do you what do you actually have to make of G two then? I feel like it's actually a bit boring because if they hadn't have fucked around with that stupid Ward Nico move, they probably just would be six zero now. Like they just sort of like win the game because they should. They're actually the most it's the most logical team in the whole league. No, but it just makes sense how they win. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if I agree if I agree with that actually because when I watch how they play, it's like I don't know what these drafts are. They they're a take on the meta. It's completely different than any other team in the entire world. Submission, like, like you were saying earlier, is they just win all the dra- all the scrims again, Dom, and they can just do whatever they want. It just sounds like it's been like that all year long for this team. I'm I'm not as happy with the way that they're winning these games, though, I'll, I'll say. Like, when you look at the way that, that they're playing now and where they're just going for, you know, this Kog'Maw Braum every single game blind, like, I'm not sure if this is the optimal way to play League of Legends. Like, I'm not... I don't, I don't really believe it. Um... Yeah, I just don't believe it. So we'll see. We'll we'll see if they end up changing. But I thought that the way that they were winning games in winter, for example, when they were playing really aggressive and they were playing in the enemy jungle, prior bot lanes, like aggressive jungler, diving bot. I feel like that's a more reproducible strategy than this like pick Kogma and just farm. Like that's pretty much what we're we're doing. Kogma Brahm and farm. Also, Kogma Brahm. I don't know how they could just lane that into every enchanter in the game, but maybe they're caught on to something. I mean, they're doing this Brahm Emacs. It, it looks pretty good. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the future. Maybe they're onto something. I just it doesn't it doesn't resonate with me as like this is the strategy. This is like the best version of G two, and and I feel like they're one of the teams that they, they're so good compared to the rest of the region. Like all the teams that should be challenging them. Obviously, Fnatic just got their roster together recently, so they can't really challenge them. And then you look at at Vitality, and they're just shit. Mad Lions has never actually been like a better team for a consistent period of time than the G two. I just feel like they don't they're getting held back by by europe right now they like no one is actually put, punishing them yeah yeah they need some resistance it's like it's like they they don't have any weights left for them in their gyms it's like they've been working out for a while and the the highest dumbbells they have is like 30 pounds and they're just trying to do like creative fucking workouts it's like well maybe we could win with like cogma brahm and that will just make us a better team at like not relying on skirmishing and playing better macro it's just they're trying to do the best with whatever they have the joke is, obviously, it must be in Hans Sammer's contract that he's allowed to go for MVP award anytime he wants. And so the problem is Mickey X was upstaging him a bit, so he's just permanently on Brown duty now because everyone knows if you play Brown, you will never, ever win a single MVP. You will never be acknowledged for doing anything. It actually really does just look like you are the guy. Like, Mr. President, get down! And you just stand in the way of him with a big shield. Like, it's actually yeah. the most dog shit champion design ever in the history of the game. Like, think about how bad this is, Dom. It's a game where simultaneously you have steampunk technologies, you have arcane wizardry and lightning shooting, you have people teleporting, phase shifting, and then you have a guy, Big Shield. <laughs> Watch out, <laughs> coming through with a big shield. Watch out, I've got a fucking big shield here blocking stuff. Like, how does that even make sense? How is he blocking, like, etheric fucking energy weapons? How is he propping the actual source power of the universe it's a magic shield yeah exactly it's like uh, watch out oh throw your shield though mate nah magic shield though bro watch this and then he (laughs) why does he also do that weird like thing like out fucking street fight like parrying the blows like <laughs> he was this Daigo with a fucking shield, so whatever. You can tell that look, there wasn't much left to talk about this one, guys. I started freestyle for the last few minutes. Uh, just like, you know what? We'll see how many loose connections to pop culture we can oh, make. Well, I mean, look, it, 
it is what it is. You watch you watch these games and it's like Han Samba has to be MVP because one thing about being a European League of Legends player is that if you're Spanish or French, you're just you're just the king. You're always MVP. You're always getting all the votes. You're always getting hyped up. That's just that's just, it is what it is. That's European League of Legends. Exactly. Too bad about Soy. Remember that team? Soy. Not not Koi. <laughs> Soy only. Although yeah, to be fair. Good play style, but yeah. Although, to be fair, they are also just bad at being vegetarians. That's why they also eat fish. Koi in it. Just fucking, it's fucking Magikarp, whatever. <laughs> I think that's it for this week. Here's the problem, guys. It just wasn't a great week, unfortunately. Like, the next one will be because we'll have the conclusion. We'll see who makes it through. By the way, the actual thing that's probably going to be fun next week, we've never had to been able to do this before, Dom, is in the past, it was more like there would always be one really bad team and you're like, I hope they don't make it through. Dude, whoever doesn't make it, I'm going to be fine with it next week. Like, I think it, there's, the joke is it really could be any of like two or five different teams. But I just want to see who gets eliminated. I actually am quite excited to see who doesn't make it at this point in time. That's the more important thing to me right now. Yeah, I mean, if Vitality doesn't make it and they can't qualify for season finals, that is like a historic wild. collapse. That That is probably the biggest failure in the history of, of European League of Legends. Yeah. Like... This is just crazy. So, because I mean, if you go I'm look at the points, it. I'm almost certain they only have to make it to like, it's probably just an extra round to make the top, the top six for the finals, right? They must have the points for it, surely. Yeah, it really just depends on who makes it and who doesn't. I mean, the best possible situation for, um, for vitality is if like the teams that don't have many points at all start making like decent runs. Like if, if XL starts getting some points and they like make fifth or something, yes. that's, that's obviously like the best for them because they have. I think 10 points combined. I think you get five for each split um, before summer. So like XL has 10 points combined. So there's like some fringe way where they cannot qualify and make it. But at that point, I don't even want to see them play anymore. Like I want them to have to make it to get into the, the summer finals. Yes. Well, that's the status for Vitality because it's so unlikely they will excel and make a run that their best hope right now is for XL to excel and make a run. And that's it. See you next week.